welcome to the first ever installment of Shut Up and Tweet the Memes. With me, the host, Z.W. Martin. Uh, Shut Up and Tweet the Memes is more or less current events podcast, things that we find interesting or funny on Twitter or on the internet or whatever. And each week we'll have, I'll have a guest or two on and we'll really dissect the meme of the week, if you will. Uh, today I have... Oh, if you couldn't tell by the intro, today we are discussing the princess of the pop princess of Mission Bay, British Columbia, Carly Rae Jepsen, and her new fire emoji album, Emotion, which is awesome. It's got some bangers on there, and today I'm lucky enough to have two special guests. Uh, the first, uh, you may probably know him best as at Oh Holy Butt on the Twitter. That is the proper spelling of Oh Holy Butt, O-H-H-O-L-Y-B-U-T-T. He actually goes by Jacob Price. Jacob Price is a contributor for Everyday Should Be Sunday and Crips and Quarry, the official insider for uh, NBA insider for Zueth Roy, <clears throat> and the social media princess, one of a few at SB Nation. I also have Ricky O'Donnell. Uh, who's, you can find him at, at SBN underscore Ricky. Uh, he's the senior college basketball editor for SB Nation, and he's just a giant music nerd. Uh, so I'm really excited to have them both, and let's frickin' jump in. Mr. Price, Mr. O'Donnell, how you doing today? Uh, I'm doing all right. This is, uh, this is Jacob Price, by the way, if anybody doesn't know my voice, which I would assume you wouldn't. Um, it's been an, an okay day, but I'm excited to be here and talk about, um, you know, arguably the best pop album of, you know, 2015. Wow. I'm only wow. here so I could admire Jacob's Bama Bangs via Google Hangout, just to get that out of the record. They are glorious Bama Jacob Bangs. Jacob is in a starting quarterback battle right now, I believe, in Alabama to be, to be the signal caller. How does it feel, Jacob? You know, it's been okay. I'm actually, uh, I'm going to get uh, a picture of Jesus on the cross tattooed across my chest to kind of solidify my <laughs> at some point this week. Wow. AJ McCarron jokes. That's a good way to start off good. the podcast. Uh, Bama okay. and Jesus. I think there's uh, Bama Bangs and Jesus. There's no better way to start off a podcast about Carly Rae Jepsen. Uh, <laughs> but uh, uh, so you have, actually, speaking of the hair, Team Perfect Hair is big for me. You're saying you have a new hair program, right, these days? Yeah. So um, it's working for me so far. I don't know. I, I've stopped my whole life. I've, I've washed my hair every day, um, but I've decided to start doing it every other day and using dry shampoo on the off days, and it seems to be working. So I don't know, um, you know, if you guys are looking to try something new with regards to your hair. Anybody out there? I'm not, but Ricky definitely should be uh, doing that because it's not good. It's, it's like, hey, give me the 12-year-old, and then that's what Ricky throws out. Uh, but, no, I mean, when you come to uh, Shut Up and Tweet the Memes, you come for the meme talk, but you stay for the hair advice. And that's something I really think uh, is going to be part of Shut Up and Tweet the Memes. Uh, just FYI, I, uh, if this podcast gets 1,000 plays, which is ridiculously hard to do, I will release my 
Poop the Pants podcast, which is probably the only good podcast I've ever really done. So that's just FYI for everyone. Do you want to like fill people in on what exactly that is? Uh, it's a podcast about me pooping my pants in like a bar in front of a lot of people. So uh, it's worth the the thousand views. I like how views. Zach is like holding this ransom, like yeah. a, like a Batman villain or something. Like <laughs> he's holding the city hostage for the I poop my pants in a bar <laughs> podcast. He's like the. He's the I don't know if that's like a, a reward or not. Like, <laughs> right. If you guys, if enough people watch this, I'll talk about me shitting myself. Yeah, yeah it's. I think, you are the joke. Joker of shitting your pants. Who doesn't love a good shit pants story? Uh, I don't think, no, everybody loves a good pants shitting story. So I think it's, uh, the internet kind of needs another one. <laughs> and I'm willing, I'm willing to do it for the people. For a price. For a price. <laughs> for 1,000 view or listens of this podcast. I'm going to leave this open on my computer all day long and just let it start just over. Just let it. I, you know what? I tried to do that. They actually, uh, IP address, they actually pick it up, and the, the impressions are actually accurate, which is bullshit. You can't, like, cheat, you can't, like, <laughs> cheat your way. Good information. Yeah, how dare you have good analytics, <laughs> jerks? I'm trying to release my poop pants story on the internet. Uh, but, all right, so. Uh, I'm going back home. Back on track. You're going home. <laughs> Ricky O'Donnell and Jacob Price here to discuss uh, Carly Rae emotion. Finally, I think we're finally turning left onto Carly Rae Jepsen Street, and uh, what a street it is! It's a wonderful street. It's one of my favorite streets. Um, and let's go with uh, the favorite. I guess we should start with our favorite. Song. Well, let me just sort of like start off saying how I'm coming into this Carly Rae Jepsen. Okay, album, right? that's fair. So like uh, when, just to like get this out there, I am in no way a smart music person. I'm just a guy who listens to music, so I haven't like read up on this, but these are just my my loosely organized thoughts. I feel like uh, an album like this, a pop album, would not have been appreciated as universally as it has been by sort of the music, uh, by the critical music community, even like three or four years ago. Uh, that's why like when the reviews of this album started coming out, everyone was saying it was so good. People would be like, I saw some, some dude write this. He was like, when I was 13 years old, I listened to a lot of punk rock, and I never thought that one day I'd be a professional music critic liking this Carly Rae Jepsen album. Whoa, crazy. Saying it like it's something interesting about him. However, the group think has sort of just like captured everyone to the sense where it would be more interesting if he said he didn't like it because this album seems so bulletproof at this point. So I went into this album being like, fuck this album. Everyone <laughs> likes it. I don't want to like it. I didn't really like Call Me Maybe. That song's for 12 year olds. Uh, that song that, is for all drunk people at bars. Sure, all I mean, the time. it's fine. Whatever. It is the perfect it's drunk fine. pop song. It's fine. Ricky, you called it the perfect pop song to me. I don't Many know years ago. Uh, well, anyways, what I was going to say was that I came into this a little bit skeptical. I don't even know why I listened to it. I think I listened to it because everyone was talking about it. Uh, and turns out it's great. And now I feel like an asshole for like prejudging <laughs> that guy. It's okay, Ricky. I've been an asshole too. <laughs> <laughs> Jacob, what was your first? What was like when you knew you were like, yeah, this is the jam. Well, <clears throat> kind of to Ricky's point, actually, um, with the group thing thing, I, I do wonder with something like this, if, if it weren't for Twitter, if this album would be as popular, because Twitter has made it so okay to listen to, like, music that, you know, 
maybe 25, 26, 27, 28, 29, 30 year old males weren't supposed to listen to in the past. Like, you know, probably five years ago, Carly Rae Jepsen, if you were like listening to that, you know, all your all your buddies would just be like, dude, what what's wrong with you? But like now Twitter has made it so okay because everybody's just honest, like, no, this is really fun and uh, I'm yeah, I'm dancing right now. Yeah, this is awkward. I'm currently like, dancing. I'm dancing in my underwear at home by myself. Right. Yeah. But like everyone Does everyone it. has made it okay to like stuff like this and it's just fun. You know, the first other than I really like you because I heard that on the radio, um, Boy Problems was the first song that I heard off the album outside of that and it was just because the other day um ethan Boker on twitter tweeted something like when the when the beat drops on boy problems and it was just a gif of someone like spinning in circles and i was like all right well i got to try it and uh it was awesome and I, that's when i went through the whole album and i was like holy shit this whole thing is really really good um because you know like, like you guys were saying call me maybe was you know the drunk guilty pleasure song but like this whole thing, everyone's allowed to like it because, you know, we're so much more okay with that. We've, we've evolved as, as a society, I think, in a good way, just to be like, <laughs> this is goofy and fun, let's enjoy it. Uh, Call Me Maybe was not just the, it was like the song of 2012. It was the summer song of 2012, which is, Carly, she came down and took over America. She invaded yeah, that, America. That was terrible. I mean, yeah, the rest, don't get me wrong, yes. I, we listened to the album the other day, and it was like, uh, but she's back and hotter than ever. So this was her ode to the 80s. And when we were listening to this, like, first, I was like, this sounds like, every song sounds like it's kind of a ripoff of, like, some sort of star uh, from the past or future. Like, I was like, would it surprise you if this was Paula Abdul's producer who's making this? And, and it was like... Not really. It would be kind of funny and cool, but I really enjoyed the album. I thought it started with the perfect intro, which was the intro you heard to this podcast, Run Away With Me. Just, so that's because you're a sax man at heart. I'm a sax man, exactly. The hardcore sax to intro is just setting the tone right away, and it's like, you nailed this part. Someone said that that sounded like an M83 song, and I just couldn't agree more. Like, Yeah, it's like everything kind of sounds like something. Every single is like, oh yeah, that kind of reminds me of that one song by Paul Abdul and 1986. Uh, but yeah, no, it was a cool album. So I'll throw this out there. Do you think that this is better than the most recent Taylor Swift album? J uh, J Jacob. What's your name, Jeremy? Jacob. <laughs> <laughs> um, so track. Oh, okay. I couldn't remember what the most recent one was. Um, so you got no takes on this. Do you think it's better than the most recent brand new album? <laughs> nothing's better than that. But no, I do th I, I think it was... It probably wasn't better than the most recent Taylor Swift album. Taylor's, I mean, she just makes, you know, she's a really good songwriter. I would say yes. And you this, think yes? Yeah, I would say yes. You know, this... if, I got, if I went back to Red, which is what I was thinking at first, I was like, oh, yeah, hell yeah, easily. But Red was just depressing as hell and sad. But there's so many also fun, enjoyable songs on the most recent one that I don't know. Here's what I was going to say to compare and contrast the two. I feel like the best thing about this Carly Rae Jepsen album is that there's not, like, the bullshit you immediately associate pop music with. Like, I could not tell you one thing about Carly Rae Jepsen aside from the fact that she's kind of old. She's, like... She's 29, man. Right. But, like, when you heard Call Katie Me Perry's Maybe... older than that. For sure. But when you heard Call Me Maybe, I think that that probably sounded to most people like it was a Disney, like, Radio Disney... Oh, I, I, I get that, yeah. ...song sung by a 26-year-old, but really... Or sung by a 16-year-old, but really she was, like, 26 or 27. Which I find endearing as someone... <laughs> I think she's, like, a year older than me. 
So yeah. like we're we're kind of similar there. But uh, what I was gonna say is that like there's with Taylor Swift, I feel like she's almost more corporation than she is person. You know, like everything <laughs> Taylor Swift does is so pre-calculated and you know you, you know what i'm saying yeah, no, like and taylor swift also puts herself at the center of everything it seems like as well uh whereas carly ray jepson like i couldn't tell you one one bit of uh you know tmz-ish gossip on her she's a good girl ricky and that's why that one song uh i i didn't just come here to dance to me is so scandalous because it's about sex she's not there just to dance She's there to sex the room up, and this one guy in particular. And it's, uh, it's kind of, I think it's kind of her step into adulthood at 29, if you will, <laughs> as far as her music. Uh, she's really hitting the adult topics why, in this album. Why start there? Why? Because, I, I mean, all right, so was, are we agreed that all three of us boy problems is the number one? I like that one. Is that number one? We're ranking. Making the most of the night. Great song. Both like, back to back, those are bangers. I like the first two. I like a lot of it. Hot take. Hot take. I like all of it. I do enjoy. <laughs> I, I do enjoy that they spelled favorite color the Canadian way with two, the extra U, uh, in both of them. So it's favorite color. Like I don't know, but uh, it's very Canadian, which is even more like endearing to me. Like she's just like this good Canadian girl who's like taking over the world, at least in 2012. I wonder if she's taking over. She was number one. Call Me Maybe was number... I'm sorry, I did a lot of research today. Call Me Maybe was number one in 18 countries. Yeah, I wonder... That's insane. I wonder uh, how well this is done, though. Like, does this debut at number one oh, on I don't the charts? Know. I didn't, I, I was, You're I not keeping up part. with the charts, dude? I was looking into the Carly Rae history more than the current Carly Rae uh, yeah. pop charts. But I would assume it's got to be decent okay. I mean, it's like everyone seemed to enjoy it. Like, as far as critically acclaimed and stuff like that. And only the, you know, haters online... Are not liking it because you know haters hate, bro. Haters hate. You know what you got to do? You got to shake it off. That's what you got to do. What have uh, I haven't seen a lot of like people saying negative things about it? What have they been saying? It's just been positive. Even like Rick was saying, even like the you know, quote unquote, like kind of hard writers or like you know, the hard writers, <laughs> not hard, but like your douchey writer that doesn't like anything. They're like liking it too, which is interesting and. We've come a long way. Uh, yeah, I don't know. She's the shit. I enjoy this album. Uh, what, uh, what other songs, Ricky? Like, name your favorite song besides uh, the album. I just said the ones I like. So each of them, I feel like, sort of remind me of something else. Should we like, play a song? Just let the, you know, talk, play a song? Not the it. full song, just obviously. Do want, what song, Jacob, do you want to hear right now? So the so, audience can hear what you're talking about. And it's just because of something I read earlier. Play uh, Your Type. Uh, what was it? Your Type. Your Type, okay. Uh... This one sounds like an old Taylor Swift song to me, it, like Taylor Swift off Red. This is a Red Taylor song. I, I agree. Like the chorus is back there. I want you, I'm sorry, I'm sorry, I want you. I didn't mean to say what I said. I'm sorry, I'm sorry, I tried not to. I'm sorry, 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 I'm sor
So, yeah, you were, like, go ahead. I like songs like that where it's like, you know, not necessarily, she's not necessarily happy on there, but it's still a fun <laughs> song. I you agree. Know? Yeah, it's, it's, she kind of like, she doesn't go super, super dark on any of it, really. Right. But the, the thing that I saw was funny. Uh, she doesn't sound considerably different on there, but she spent the week before she recorded that song vaping to make her voice sound a little bit harder. <laughs> is that true? Yeah, yeah, I saw it in an interview. Wow. That is really good. That is a really good Carly. She vapes? I don't know if she was such a vapor. I don't think she does. I think she did for this. What dedication? That's dedication. I would not vape to sound better on Zach's podcast. Uh, no. I, I mean, can you really get, like, water vapor, like, make your voice sound deeper in some way? It's not like it's real tobacco. It'd be cooler if she was smoking like Marlboro Rats. Yeah, exactly. That, that, that would have been dedication. That would have been true. That would have been true to form. I would do that for like coughing podcast. on the song. I would, I would chain smoke for a podcast. That's Then you have that Joss, Joss Stone voice or whatever, you know, that deeper bluesy voice. That's a callback from 2003. That that's a goddamn fun fact right there, Jacob. She vaped. She vaped okay, so hard. I found it. This was from uh, The Guardian. That was written at 4 in the morning when I was losing my mind. They got me hooked for a week on those little fake cigarettes that taste of strawberries. You can hear it in my voice. I sound all gritty. It's because I was vaping for a week. <laughs> Dude, that commitment to her, her profession, her job. She will smoke fake cigs yeah. for, for one of these songs. <laughs> she's the, strawberries. She's the Canadian Miley Cyrus, basically. I, I do like how they're strawberry cigarettes, too, which is one of my favorite <laughs> flavors of cigarettes is always the strawberry. That's the John whole... Wayne used to smoke strawberries. Uh, is, that, is that a real is that a real fact there, Ricky? Yeah. Okay. Uh, the pullback for the John Wayne. Do they actually make those like really cigarettes? Or are you just talking about the vape juice? You're talking to the wrong dude. I don't know much about vape. That's the vape juice you're talking about. I know the vape juice. Right, my, yeah. my old roommate was a juicer. I'll Google strawberry cigarettes real quick, but I'm not. I'm not. I feel that's wrong. very illegal. Like that's like straight marketing to kids. You know, like hey kids. Try our fruit-flavored cigarettes. I don't think that would go over well with, like, whoever's in control of that. The federal government, I believe. But, um... Go over well with kids, though. It would go great with kids. So, you know what song I kind of like on this album? Is this Warm Blood song? This has been my new shit, I would say. Let's play a, let's play a little bit of it. Now, to me, this sounds like the Disclosure album, the last Disclosure album. Do you know what I'm talking about on that, Jacob, or is that over your head? I, I don't know. I don't know. Like, you got this dude coming in here in the chorus. And that brings me to, I'll just rescue this podcast with hot takes if I need to. Go ahead. Uh, <laughs> my other thing on this, Shut Zach up and, called me an idiot. Shut up and tweet the memes is all about hot takes. Go Zach ahead. called me an idiot when I said this, but I feel like this album too, and you can go back to like the last Miley Cyrus album with Wrecking Ball on it, 
and even some of the most recent Taylor Swift jams, I feel like it's the XXification of pop music in a sense. Like that first XX album that came out in maybe like 2010, I think that came out. Uh, it's got like a handful of pretty big singles such as like, you know, Heart Skipped a Beat was one of the biggest ones crystallized. Now I feel like all pop music, uh, Haim is another example of this. Their music is really indebted to like the sort of uh, sonic landscape that was created by the XX. Like, the beats are all very like slow lurching, low bass beats. And then they sort of build some triumphant chorus. Uh, which, of course, that's not, like, too far... Up. Feel free to play an XX song to give us an example of your theory, Ricky. You got a thesis. Now you got to prove that thesis. What's your favorite XX song? Uh, you know, Chris Lazarus. It doesn't matter. Basic Space? Whatever you want. So sort of, like, the non-music parts of it are, like, part of the beat, right? Just where there's, like... Where there's the empty space? The emptiness of it. Well, yeah, that's, a, that's kind of been a big in pop music, for sure. Um... What's her face from Australia? Uh, the, what's her name? For sure, that was a Jane. Uh, yeah. Lord, Lord, like talks about empty space. For right, her, that's her another. Example. Right, she's she's like yeah, like the, she just wanted to have like clean empty space because it really says a lot about what you're saying and the beats you're doing. I love. So I introduced Ricky to female pop music like not like not long ago, like a year and a half maybe. Like he was super anti. And no, then, I just had never heard a Taylor Swift song, and then Zach played Never Ever, Are We Getting, getting Back, back together, together. Which is like the perfect Taylor song to get someone hooked into Taylor. And I said, this shit sounds like Avril Lavigne. How does anyone like this? And then I listened to it like 20 times. Yeah. And, then, and then he was hooked, and then we got in the Lord, and then it just kind of <laughs> went from there. And now he's like introducing... Now he told me about the new Carly album. Like, that's who I found it from. It's I'm, gone to the point of me, like, just introducing him a little bit, to him, like, seeking me out to listen to the new Canadian uh, pop star sensation. Uh, that's always the first Taylor Swift impression, though. It's like, the first time you listen to the song, it's who listens to this shit, and then you listen to it 30 more times. Right, exactly. Here's, here's my other... All my, my thoughts are so scrambled on this, but uh, the one other thing I like about this album is, like, every Taylor Swift song has, like, some super cheesy-ass part where she, like, stops the song and she gives a soliloquy to all of the haters and all of the admirers in the entire world, right? Uh, but this does not have any of that cheesy bullshit associated with it. I don't know. I think the, the, the best line on the whole thing, the, uh, the, uh, the BuzzFeed buzzards and the TMZ crows, I mean, that's a straight shout-out to the media. Like, she wants them to accept her again, even though she's weary of it. Right? Yeah, but that's... She's weary of the acceptance, but she craves it. It is a thought-provoking song. Right. That's not what I'm saying, though. I'm saying there's <laughs> nothing that's like, to this, sick. Oh, yeah, it's like, yeah. God, this is so embarrassingly bad and terrible. Like, uh, Never Ever Are We Having Back Together has another that, where, like, Taylor stops the song and she comes out and speaks to her adoring public. But really, it's just, like, cringeworthy and kind of terrible and made for tweens. Uh, so this does not have that. This just sort of is good it's, shit. It's, it's kind just of good just, shit. It's like a... It's, 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 it is what it is. I think it's like a modern, like she, her point was like to give an homage to the 80s and this was like a modern day 80s song. I mean, you know, the lyrics aren't exactly, you know, awe-inspiring, but it, it does the job. They're good pop songs, man, and I enjoyed most of the album. I did die a little bit towards the end. I faded towards the end a little bit. I didn't really get You don't like inspired. I Didn't Just Come Here to Dance? I mean, what that's the one song. Here? She came oh. there to have sex, Ricky. 
It's a sex out. It's a sex song. It's about boning, and she and she's boning someone. It's not. Okay. No, yeah. She maybe maybe she wasn't talking about sex though. What else could? What else is she talking about, Jacob? What I else is she talking? Maybe she would like to repeat the Bible with some of her friends. Maybe she just came to watch college football Saturday. She didn't just come here to dance. She came to watch college maybe football Saturday. Maybe she actually. Uh, came over to watch Netflix and hang out, and Netflix and, chill. and Netflix and chill, and that was the reality of the of what happened. Uh, but like besides, and, and I was like dying around Black Heart, and then that song kicked me in a little bit, and I was like, all right, I'm back. We have the set li- the list in f- the list in front of us, so it's uh, it's pretty easy for us. But yeah, I thought the best two back to back were Boy Problems and Make the Most Tonight. Those those two were like per like they were kind of hidden, but they they. Stepped out right there in the middle of the album. I love that combo so much. So much. Shut up. Okay. <laughs> okay, now uh, transitioning. Uh, we, we talked about this before. And this is kind of a shout out to our old Tremendous Upside Potential Zach podcast. always deletes the podcast. I did, we, this together. is our second time with recording. I, uh, it didn't record, and I thought it was. So my bad. But so we're, we're, And that one we were talking about our first three or four albums that we ever, or back then, they were called CDs, kids. And uh, the, the first few CDs I bought, uh, I think pretty much represent my awesomeness, but my lameness at the same time. Uh, I had Under the Table and Dreaming Dave Matthews Band, 10 by Pearl Jam, uh, uh, what was it? Uh, Dookie by Green Day. And then the last one I remember for sure was Nevermind by Nirvana, which I think is pretty cool. I had a, my dad was a radio executive, so like cool guy Zach over here is yeah. only saying these like timeless bulletproof '90s albums because, that everyone loves, just yeah. to show you how cool he's always That's been. That's how cool I now, am. I'm gonna keep it real, and I'm gonna say my first three albums ever, and I'm not positive on the linear order of this, uh, but it was I believe it was number one, Will Smith. Big Willie style, based off of singles like Miami and Getting Jiggy With It, which I still do to this day. Uh, my number two album, I believe, was the original soundtrack to Men in Black motion picture. Wow, starring, so Will Smith starring the Will Smith song Men in Men Black, Black, actually. So Will and Smith then my your third, I like believe my third album that I owned was the original soundtrack to The Wild Wild West. My God. <laughs> Ricky. So, like, Will Smith was, like, everything to you as a child. Basically? Uh, no, I don't know. I just know I had those three albums. The way I, how I, like, became... Like, I never understood Drake. I never... I'm not a big hip-hop guy anymore. Or, like, watched... De- was it Degrassi? Uh, so, like, I never really understood... You watch Degrassi to, like, Drake. Well, I'm just saying, so I'm not in the really hip-hop anymore. So, like, I never really got the... Because he appeals to, like, everybody. And I was like, what the hell? How did this, like, random... Another Canadian guy become so popular because and it was like through all these different things so i was like oh he's will smith of this generation he's like this generation's will smith he's done everything and he's like across every cultural platform except i don't think will smith killed meek mill i don't think he ever did that <laughs> uh but sorry all right will smith go ahead that's just no i want to hear jacob's first three yeah. all right fair enough Okay, so I feel like I should do this in two different segments yes. of first three albums. Sure. So up until sixth grade, I wasn't allowed to own any CDs that weren't approved by my youth pastor parents. Um, <laughs> so two of my first albums were by Clay Cross 
and the third was by Michael W. Smith, and you haven't heard of any of them. No, I, I do enjoy that the religious guy's name is Clay Cross, though. That is Clay Cross. Yeah, no, that's like a weatherman, like Jeremy Storm. I met him once. Uh. I had to meet him at a concert because I went to several Christian music concerts, and I was so starstruck that I hid behind my mom. Wow. Yeah, it was a big deal. Clay Cross really, really had an impact on my life. Uh, but then the next three, uh, I think there's several different music listening phases. Continue. So, yeah. Would you like to say something about that? No, I'm I'm looking up Clay Cross right now. Uh, it's uh, it's good stuff. Um, yeah. I surrender all. Oh yeah, no, yeah. this is a classic. <laughs> Jacob, did you dream of like being a lounge singer covering this? Like becoming a, a rich and famous Christian soft rock singer? Dude, I listen did you guys ever listen to DC Talk? To what? You've never heard of DC Talk? No man. You grew up. You never heard the song Jesus Freak? Uh, I don't think so. You like okay, grew well, up in that's like, like one relatively famous song. Jesus Freak. Yeah, Jesus Freak. DC Talk. All right, I uh, let's hear it. Wait, this is a Christian band? Yeah. Wait, that better it be a 90s like band. stealing Nirvana's bass line. Oh yeah, yeah, 90s. That better be a 90s Christian band. But so yeah, this was like later when you were more like, you know, aggressive in high school, freshman year, you, you know, matured on. No, this was like cross. fourth grade. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> oh so my then, God. sixth grade, and I remember buying this album. We were going out to visit, um, I was with my dad, and my dad really didn't give a shit. Um, not about me, this didn't just get like deep or dark or anything. Um, <laughs> what I listened to, uh, and uh, so we're driving, We I got him to stop at a CD store on the way because I knew that uh, G-Units Beg for Mercy had just come out. So we're like in the middle of nowhere at this random CD store, and I go in and I'm this little fat, uh, two-toned hair, had the blonde on top, sixth grader, walk in like, do you guys have the new G-Unit CD? And wow. they did, and I was so psyched. So that was the first one that I ever like got away and got to buy my own CD. Wait, wait was your hair the same or different? Oh, no, no, no. It was short on the sides. Yeah. Oh, the undercut? Well, no, no, no. Oh. It was short on the sides and pretty short on top. Like my bangs came to maybe here and just platinum on top. Oh, you dyed it. You, oh, yeah, oh yeah, that's yeah. hot. I look good. You are a, you're a boy band, Christian boy band, basically, walking around <laughs> Indiana, just killing it. I remember going to the mall to buy my little brother, uh, who's two years younger than me, the juvenile album, 400 Degrees. Nice. It was it 4,000 Degrees? I think it was 400 Degrees. Yes. Juvenile and the Hot Boys, a group <laughs> named before SEO, <laughs> finally started <laughs> infiltrating the way that everyone names their bands and their songs. 
Uh, that was the album, of course, Back That Ass Up. That was a pretty a pretty badass album in general. I also uh, listened to... Well, so like when I was younger, too, my parents made me get the clean version of albums. So uh, one time I brought home Limp Bizkit classic, Significant Other, the seminal Limp Bizkit album, and my mom made me return it and buy it again at Walmart so that when you <laughs> listen to it, if you turn on breaks up, it'd be like, break your... Like it would just it would edit out all the swears. Uh, no, I didn't even yeah. I didn't even have with my mom. I didn't have the option to buy the clean version. Like it was you're not listening to this garbage. And uh, and then you're like, Mom, I will listen to Wankster by Fifty Cent, and there's nothing you can tell me to do. About I, yeah, it no. Well, point. what ended up happening was she didn't know I had them, and then uh, she accident or I left one in my CD player one time, and she played it and heard it and lost her mind and snapped all of my CDs in half. Wow! This was not a game. (laughs) Dude, that's hardcore. Wow, mom does not fuck around. I'm sorry, she'll like put soap in my mouth now, but uh, that's amazing. So you you had like the true Christian upbringing. The middle, wow. That's, uh, yeah, that's great. I uh, I did not. Uh, (laughs) At that time, and I was buying, NWA CDs and and stuff like that. Zach, you think every rapper is Drake? I don't. I do now. <laughs> every rapper now, like Macklemore to me, is Drake. They're all the same. Uh, like back then, it was like there was like real personalities and like turf wars and shit. And it was like and that's what it as a as a four, like 13, 12, 14 year old white boy in the suburbs. That was like that was you so like cool. Like yeah, it's just so cool. Like Tupac <laughs> and Biggie was like. That's what I listened to, and then I stopped listening to it. I want to hear the other two albums Jacob oh, yeah. bought in addition on his, to the On his G- non-Christian side. In addition oh, no, to exactly what you think they were. They were uh, uh, 50 Cent, what was... Well, Indie Club. Get Rich and uh, Die Trying. Get Rich and Die Of course. Yeah, and then... Um, 2006. Um, no, Eminem Show. Eminem Show. Oh. The third Eminem yeah. album. Wow, so yeah, when was that? Uh, I think that came out in 2012, but I didn't get to buy it until... No. Once I figured out that I could get my dad to take me places, that's when I went back and bought those two. There you go. Two, two thousand what? Two, maybe? Two, you mean. Oh, two, yeah, sorry. It's like, holy gee, dude, you, get out of the house, man. <laughs> I just turned 15. Yeah. Really big, uh, Jacob Price has been living in his Paris basement <laughs> and hasn't been allowed to leave his entire life. He's been locked in there. Um, wow, so that is amazing. Your, sto- your life needs to be, like, written down. And just discussed, and then maybe we'll make a Netflix documentary about it, like oh, so Christian, yeah, after, Christian in Indiana, the Jacob Price story. I guess if we're talking about music transitions, though, in Jacob's life, after my mom took all those CDs, she allowed me to listen to Good Charlotte and Simple Plan. So it was that. Whoa! Like, yeah, it, nothing in my life has ever happened like drastically over time. It's always just been like this really hard change turn. <laughs> And so then the rest of high school was, you know, brand new and census fail and uh, Under Oath who trying to go to the reunion tour. Um, Under Oath was a Christian stuff. band too. I remember I saw, I was at Warp Tour one time when I was like 16 and Fat Mike from NoFX, still one of my all-time favorite personalities, just cussed out Under Oath so much. He bullied him off the tour by saying how much his band sucks and how they don't need any Christian metal bands on Warped Tour. 
Uh, and they, they, this is like telling someone to delete their account and they do it when their account <laughs> is followed by like millions of screaming fans. Yeah. Uh, millions, I don't know, maybe, maybe a couple thousand, I guess. That's great, great, great moments in Warped Tour history. <laughs> yeah, hey. I never did a Warped Tour. I uh, never was able to. Jake, have you ever Warped Tour it? I went once. And uh, it was with my now ex-girlfriend, and she was, um, she actually ruined my second brand new concert experience as well, but she ruined Warped Tour because she just got tired and like just wanted to sleep in the one place that was covered, and so she was like, you can just hang out with me, and it was terrible. So Um, she made you, you went to a a tour, a concert event, a venue or whatever, and she made you sleep in a tent? Well, it wasn't a tent. Like it was, there were bands on stage in the area, but like it, was it wasn't anybody I cared to see. Yeah. What? What? After what album did that come out? I am a pretty big brand new fan as well. Wait. We should just make this a brand new podcast, dude. Oh. <laughs> Do you mean a brand well, new, brand new podcast? It wasn't Warp, but she. We went and saw a brand new uh, in Indy, 2009, I think. And uh, it was right after Devil and God came out. Oh, yeah, I love that album. They played everything. They played, uh, because the first time I saw them, they just played stuff from Devil and God and uh, Dejan Tandu, and they only played stuff from that. It was right before Devil and God came out. Uh, So then at this next concert, after it had come out, they played everything. They played played Jude Law and Semester Abroad, and stuck sitting in the back, like, just hanging out because everybody's being too pushy and uh, it was terrible i'm sorry for your work for experience and it sounds like she's a peach and good riddance hopefully she listens um (laughs) no but uh so yeah i mean this has been a good first i think installment of the shut up and tweet the memes podcast i think we did listen to boy problems I, I, we are going to listen to Boy Problems. It's actually going to be the outro song, and I actually downloaded it so it'll sound way better than what we listen to. Uh, so that's just FYI, Jacob. But uh, thank you, Mr. Oh Holy Butt, uh, Jacob Price. That's at O-H-H-O-L-Y-B-U-T-T. And then Ricky O'Donnell, at S-B-N underscore Ricky. I am Z-W Martin, literally at Z-W Martin. Uh, and this was Shut Up and Tweet the Memes. Thank you, guys. Uh, let's do this another time. Bye, Jacob. Bye. Bye, Jacob.